The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Yeah, hold that please, level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. This is Paul Hawksby. Hello, and I'm Shabana Heron in for Andy Jacobs. That's right, and uh, we brought you another show this afternoon. We were joined by Peter Hooten, the farm frontman, big Liverpool fan. So we looked into the Carabao Cup final. He told us uh, what inspired their uh, new dancey single, and he played us a bit of that. Then he was uh, he was on good form, wasn't he? he was yeah. Good value. And I've given him hot tips to take over the world. Yeah, absolutely. He better thank me. <laughs> uh, we also uh, who else did we chat to? We chat to Martin Kellner. He had a week of sport on TV. A couple of documentaries he highlighted yeah. for us. Well worth a watch. The listeners got involved as they often do. We had some interesting stories. We kicked off with a story. Uh, courtesy of the late John Savadon, Fred Elliott in Corrie, who sadly died earlier today, but uh, he left us with a, a doozy of a story which we brought to the listeners and uh, you gave us your similar stories this afternoon. So that should do you. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Shabazz. Good afternoon. I mean, thinking about Travis Kelsey's beard. He's a yeah. fine-looking man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. getting a lot of air time. Mm. But he must be offered a lot of money to get that beard from, like, a super fan. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been propositioned for, like, socks or... No. Something from the studio, like your your, your paper clippings? I, I, I don't have that level of super fan, Shaban. What about you? As, as a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was I'm not sure I'd want to meet somebody who was prepared to pay good money for one of my socks. Anyway, that'd be a bit weird. You get them, though. You get oh, the, no, yeah, yeah. the old, old freaky deekies online yeah. looking for something really unusual. I was telling Alan Brazil one day a few weeks ago that I was offered money, decent mm. money, okay, indecent proposal for some dirty socks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. On actual social media page, DMs, socks, and then they get a bit weird. Then you get, you know, the underwear creeps and all that. Wow. But do you know what? Times are tight. Is this through kind of a talk sport link or I, what, I do you know where it, came, where it came from? Is it a I, long time ago? I don't or? know. Maybe it's my ex. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know. But you do. You you hear these stories of people getting these indecent proposals online. So you yeah. never know. The money's there to be made, man. It is. <laughs> I suppose maybe I'm looking at, well, if you want a pair of my old socks, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get a massive, uh, massive take up. But, you know, God bless. I'll give the money to charity. Somebody there out there I, would want Simon Jordan's orange peels. Well, yeah. But I mean, basically, we could have those every day. So yeah. Simon's great. When he leaves the studio, he's, his area where he's been broadcasting, there's normally some kind of detritus. I, I suppose some... when you have a little man that comes in and picks it all up for you, you know, you're expecting that to be 
hoovered up afterwards. Well, I you? said, Simon, hello, what did your last slave die of? And he said, not clearing up my orange peels. Th- there we are. And I was like, oh, <laughs> gosh. So I put it in yeah. the bin for him, he's, and then I stuck him in the bin. He's never going to change. Nah, don't change, Simon. So we've got a few things to get going on today. Uh, one of them, there's a couple of engagement stories, isn't there? We we uh, we were talking last week about the uh, Married to the Job, this uh, Married to the Game, Married sorry, the, the new game. documentary on... Uh, on Amazon Prime, we were joined um, by a couple of the partners of the players uh, last week. And uh, we weren't joined by Jorginho's partner, but she's featured in this clip, viral clip, and it's always oh, a bit cold, isn't it? Um, I, I, don't, did we, I don't know if we downloaded it. We got it. Yeah, let's have a listen to it. This kind of, this is Jorginho and his, and his uh, partner. They're just about to go out for the evening. She's just getting ready, and uh, this is the conversation. I think I'm going to put something else on. You're not going to propose to me today, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> so then I can put this one on here. There we go. Just in case. It's free. <laughs> it's going to stay free. Excuse me? It's going to stay free. <laughs> what, today? Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait for your downstairs. It's all a bit eggy, isn't it? It's a bit eggy. Just for full context, she's shown him her hands and she's yeah. deciding what ring to put on which finger. And mm. she was saying, well, I keep this one free, as in the left-hand ring finger. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it's going to be free. And then he storms out and the door kind of slams behind him. Yeah. I'll wait for you downstairs. That was a row in the car, that. You could, because it, it was pretty clear that it, it, he didn't like being... Uh, Ambushed in front of the cameras. Did she he? He she was of... up for the laugh, though. She yeah, was doing it she, for a bit of fun. But it, it, it was a bit egging. She, oh. she, got, she, she got it wrong, didn't she, really? I know a lot of friends who have been in that situation where they were thinking there was going to be a proposal that night. Yeah. So Catherine is Georgino's partner's name. Uh, trending all over social media. Oh, I feel, feel for her. feel for her. Because uh, she seemed like she was up for the crack and Georgino seemed, nah, not up for it whatsoever. I mean, it's been a few months since they filmed that. Maybe things have changed since. I don't yeah. know together after that well little, I'd like, I'd like to think moment. so I don't think, yeah that would have been a bit difficult to put the show out if they weren't wouldn't it really <laughs> but then there was another story today of someone um, couple <laughs> yeah, that she was expecting a proposal yep. and she found a diamond ring in, in some peanut butter this is an absolutely crazy story yeah. yes a woman was making her peanut butter on toast and uh, out of the jar of peanut, peanut butter came a ring a diamond ring yeah. um, her name's Shauna Burney and um, she presented it to her man who she wasn't married to and went oh my goodness yeah you're proposing and he was like what the hell <laughs> why is there a ring in the peanut butter so it ended up coming off of somebody in the factory into the peanut butter jar yeah, they're paying so, well at the peanut butter factory don't they right. I'm going to go and get myself ring. a job there we should give this to Jorginho's partner yeah that would have made what, her maybe day maybe she should <laughs> stick that in the old sun pad it'll definitely work I wonder if you're listening now and you're thinking she's waiting for me to put a ring on it. There's a lot of pressure, yeah, isn't then. there? I mean, there, there has to be pressure on the guy there going, she knows she wants the ring. If, As Beyonce if, once said, if you like it, put a ring on it, but I can't do it yet. <laughs> if you've got some Jorginho-like stories, this oh. is the corker. We lost a, 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 a soap great today. John Savadon played Fred Elliott uh, for many years, the butcher, of course. One of Coronation Street's great comic turns. Do you, you ever watch the soaps? Have you got into them over the years? I used to. I don't get time now. The kids are still up and yeah, about yeah, when yeah. the soaps are on. So, no, not at the moment. Corey's always been the king from a comedy point of view. They've always cast it well. And um, and he was he was a, a kind of great comic turn. And uh, an old pal of his today, in his sad passing, was talking about he's one of his favourite John Savadant stories. And I was telling Siobhan about it earlier on. I'll, we'll share it with the class because I think we could get some similar stories. And it was Gareth Roberts who's a... Uh, author and journalist. He said, my favourite John Savadant story 
He said he was stocking up on some Christmas booze one year at a posh-off licence in the West End. Ahead of him at the counter, there's a woman placing an order. John Savinant thinks, I'm sure I've worked with her in something, but for the life of me, I, I, say, I, can't, I say I can't remember what. But uh, he said, I couldn't even remember her name. So he's there <laughs> trying to think. So he strikes up a conversation, starts fishing. And he says, oh, hello, my darling. Lovely to see you again as a bit of actor chat. Uh, the woman is polite but icy, says Gareth. How's work, says John. <laughs> Doing panto this year, he asked. <laughs> no, she replies with a bit of a stare. Uh, she heads off. John Savinant thinks, oh, she's a bit toffee-nosed. Shame <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't remember her name. And then it dawns on him, the penny drops. It was Princess Margaret. <laughs> It's a great story. Oh, my word. Doing panto this year at the Princess Margaret. <laughs> she must have been absolutely raging, so thinking look, it was a wind-up. Yeah, we've all done it. We've all done that thing where you you meet somebody, someone comes up and you go, oh, hello, Paul, how are you doing? And you think, and I know them. Where do, and you're saying, yeah, good, what about you? How, how's the family? And, you know, oh, yeah, they're all sort of you know, killed in a car crash. Thanks for asking. You know, you're just getting... Do you know what I mean? No, but you, that's that thing where you've got to be so careful. You've got to be so careful <laughs> about what you say. So you can, you can get it's so wrong and how's your mum well you know what happened to my mum you can, so it, it's 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 fraught with danger yeah. but if there is a, if there is someone out there mistaken identity cases yeah, if, yeah. if you just could not for the life you remember who they were how did you arrive at it did you get it hopelessly wrong um, and did you spot someone that you were sure you knew? Often that happens with celebs. You'll meet, you'll see somebody who's quite famous, always on TV, yeah. and you just think you know them. I must have worked with them, their family, friends, or whatever. Mm. But in the end, they're, they're like someone sort of pretty famous. So you know, it's one of those things that happens a lot where I'm like speaking to someone and I think I know who you are. Yeah. But if I say the wrong name, then I just look like a complete pie. Yeah, exactly. So but, look, let us know. Uh, we'll get stuck into those. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. You can tweet to T S H. J T S H A N D J, oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. You can get in touch. You can also leave a voice note as well, WhatsApp voice note, if you want to tell us your stories in person. Bring them to life, as we said. We're interested in those people that you did fail to recognise or, or mistook for somebody else in the John Savadon envelope this afternoon. By the way, mm-hmm. Jorginho in the end did put a ring on it oh. to Catherine in December apparently put it on Instagram and the story had a happy ending so we will not be at the wedding. Ah, okay. Thanks to Dan the cabbie for that one. Well done, Dan. I'm glad it had an happy ending. That's fantastic. (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mistaken identity cases Mm. flooding in on the text 81089. Just a quick one now from Dave. Uh, Called into Durham Services a few years ago for a comfort break. Made eye contact with a chap and I was sure I knew him. Said, hello mate, how are you? Got slightly worried. Head nod back which really baffled me. Later on I realised it was the hairy biker. Dave Myers, yeah, <laughs> good old Myers. Dave. I mean, he's a very what? friendly lad, Dave. He would, I'm sure he'd, you know, he'd have a chat with you. He wouldn't have a problem with it. We've had a few, haven't we? There was another one from uh, in a restaurant in Tenerife yeah, with the funny. missus, says Mossy the Leeds fan. Um, suddenly quipped. Uh, whilst... My missus popped up, suddenly oh, quipped, oh, pointing yes. frantically. That's one of my dad's mates. <laughs> took a look, it's not. It's John Lowe, the darts player. Yeah. Well, that's what happens, isn't it? You see somebody you say, that's definitely my, my dad's mate. And uh, it's so easily done. Then you suddenly realise. This is off the John Savinant story of who uh, the late uh, great Cory actor, who uh, sadly uh, we discovered died today. And um, he was in an off-licence in the West End of London and spotted somebody sure he'd work with in the theatre and said, oh, lovely to see you again, darling. You're doing panto this year. Uh, she gave him a bit of an icy stare and said no. Then he suddenly realised it was Princess Margaret. So I've that heard. whatever you come up with, you're going to do well to beat that. Maybe you've got similar stories 
thinking you've recognised them or just misrecognising people. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're getting some of these where you thought you've recognised somebody in, but you've got them absolutely wrong. My wife was mistaken for Angelica Houston while sitting in a restaurant at Heathrow. My wife is 20 years her junior. That's, oh. Oh, that's not nice. Asked for a photo from Celebrity, which they obliged to do. I said to her, wait until I tell my mum I met Gloria Estefan. The lady replied, I'm Gloria Hunniford. <laughs> Thank you to Mike and Skegness from that one. This one's terrible. Now, I think we've all been there at some point. It's mistaken identity, kind of, from Tom and Brum. He said, I was getting my hair cut once by a woman. I was only 18 at the time. I'm bald now. This will be karma. Anyway, I asked the hairdresser when she was due. Turns out she wasn't pregnant. Ooh. The rest of the haircut was Complete silence and embarrassment. Yeah, I think I would have just taken the gown off and got out, Tom. Yeah. You're asking for trouble. Awful uh, to my do mate, that. My mate used to go to a, a, an Arsenal supporting uh, barber, and um, he would he would uh, while he was cutting your hair. If Arsenal, you never went there on a Monday if Arsenal had lost, because he liked he had a little he had a little bottle of Metaxer on the side, and he would just work his way through that through the course of a day. And if he was in a bad mood. You know, David come back in the office looking, you know, he'd like he'd been Sean because the bloke would be sort of slagging off Arsenal and getting oh. stuck into the brandy. Yeah, anyway. Hairdresser done him over. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Shabanahan here on Talk Sport, and that is The Farm, and our new single, Let the Music Take Control. We're very pleased to say, joining us uh, from the band, frontman of The Farm, Liverpool fan, Peter Hooten. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. You okay? Yeah. Good afternoon. Not so bad, not so bad. Um, Sounds like a tune, Peter, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's going down really well, yeah. Uh, We had one out in September called Fear the Love as well, so we're we're churning them out onto these, what they call streaming platforms. Oh, TikTok. TikTok number one's incoming. <clears throat> no, we're not. We're not too uh, big on TikTok at the moment, but we're we're getting there. Do you know, it, Peter. Everybody's getting number one and big, big breaks on TikTok. That's my hot tip. I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> influencers, they call them. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a bit of you, Peter. You're never, you're never too. Old, you're never too old to be an influencer, Pete. I think. I think. I think <laughs> you can do it. It, I, I was reading about the single that it, it's kind of Nile Rogers inspired. A couple of the boys in the band went and saw. Um, him in uh, when I saw his show and and kind of inspired to write the song. Yeah, that's right. He came into uh, Lippa where Keith Mullen, our guitarist, works to do a masterclass, you know. And then uh, we went to see him in the night time. And I just had this vision of uh, instead of politicians saying take back control, you know, let the music take control. I saw envisaged uh, now Rogers as the prophet, you know, saying let the music take control, you know. So that was the idea behind it. And the next rehearsal, Keith came in playing like now Rogers on the Stratocaster, mm. and he said, "Oh, he's influenced me, you know." So yeah, there was definitely an influence there, you know. It's a bit Daft Punk as well, isn't it? It's got that yeah, sort of feel to it as feel. well. Yeah, it has. And um, Martin Ware, you know, from uh, Heaven Seventeen, the mm. British Electric Foundation, he's just done a, a brilliant remix, which we're hoping to release oh, in the future as well, you know. And it's uh, yeah, it's great, you know. And uh, we've been invited down to. A famous Chelsea fan studio, but I can't name that that <laughs> fan. <laughs> Why not? Why can't you name the fan? 
what does that mean? No, no, no. It's it's all a bit top secret at the moment, oh, you know. Right. But we it's won't not tell Suggs, anyone. by the way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's not Suggs. And of course, you're playing them at the weekend, but yeah. we'll come on to that. So you yeah. uh, you do a lot of festivals and stuff. The band all still very popular live as well. You got you got stuff lined up for the summer. Yeah, we've got lots of festivals lined up, and uh, some we can't we can't reveal at the moment, which is uh, big ones, you know. But we're doing one uh, in Manchester with uh, Carragher oh, cool. and Gary Neville oh. uh, Manchester Feeds. It's called with James on Tuesday oh, wow. in the O2 Apollo, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, lots of uh, fans sing "Feed the Scousers." Well, we're going to Manchester to feed the Manx. <laughs> you know, and that's the whole Take idea about is to is to raise money for uh, Manchester food banks, which are, um, you know, really important at the moment because it's been a big influx in uh, food poverty, really, you know. Are you going to get Cara and Gary Neville up to, uh, to well, do a number back in vocals? There was something on the overlap a few weeks ago where uh, Roy Keane said he thought the best cup final record was all together now. Oh. <laughs> so we're, we're putting in an offer to it for him to be our bears on the night. But uh, <laughs> I think Carragher... And Neville, yeah, I think the idea is maybe to uh, have a finale with them, you know. That was a, that was an Everton song, wasn't it? When it went all together, I always remember it being. No, they, they, yeah, Keith Mullen, our guitarist, sang it, mm. uh, and you know, but the, it's three Liverpool fans, yeah, one Everton fan in the group, you know. Do you find that you have a lot of Liverpool fans who follow your music, or do you do you appeal to most? Not really. If you look at the uh, the figures, you know the big. It's always London is our biggest listeners, right. and uh, Manchester's always up there. And believe it or not, places like Sao Paulo and uh, Rio de Janeiro and Buenos Aires, <laughs> because it was a big song altogether now in those regions as well. You know. Yeah. So. So uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, after all these years, you know, that's that's still a sort of iconic song. People still want to hear it. And where's it? Where's it uh, where does it feature in the set list? Is it is it generally an encore? Is it last song? Where, where do you play? It's usually yeah, it's usually the last song because the festivals we tend to pay you know, play. You don't tend to do encores, do you? No. Like uh, you know the you know unless you're the um, the very headline band at the very end of the night. Yeah. So yeah, it's usually the last song, you know. But it's it's quite fitting, and everyone it seems to go down brilliantly wherever we play it, you know. And uh, but with the with the new music, we hope we started playing these new songs at festivals and people saying, how can we get older? And we said, well, we haven't got a record deal as such, so it's, you know, we can't release it really on vinyl or CD. Mm-hmm. And they say, just throw it on streaming platforms. And so that's what we've done, you know, and uh, it's going down very well, you know, and Feel the Love was playlisted at Radio 2, you mm-hmm. know, so... Uh, oh, good on you, Peter. You know, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's one of those things. We're doing it ourselves. It's like a DIY project, you know, yeah, or grassroots stuff, you know, which is... Uh, which suits us, you know, and that's that's what we like doing. You know? So it's up on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else at the moment, the new song. Yeah, yeah and uh, Apple Music. And if you go to our website there, uh, thefarmmusic.co.uk, um, you'll find all the dates. Um, we're doing quite about 15 festivals this, this summer, you know. Nice one. But the first one is on Tuesday. Uh, with Cara and Neville, which I'm looking forward to seeing Gary Neville. Peter, what yeah. you need to do then with, with Cara <laughs> and Neville on Tuesday, get them up, have them do a TikTok dance, put your music <laughs> to the back of it, yeah. and then I want 10% of everything that comes after You're that. Yeah, okay. yeah, well, you know, if you want to be our PR, you know, I'll you're take welcome it. to come. That, that will definitely go viral. Um, so you, you're getting down to Wembley at the weekend, Pete? Yeah, I'm coming down tomorrow, actually, because I'm doing the LFC TV. Mm-hmm. At the at Wembley with uh, a few of the players, you know. 
uh, I think it's uh, Ray Ray Houghton and uh, Stephen Warwick and Ronnie Whelan. Oh, you know, so doing a bit of a preview of the match and then uh, sampled the delights of uh, the West End. Lovely. It sounds like it's going to be a couple of the boys back who didn't play midweek. From what they've said, it's pronounced that Salah and uh, Sabozlai could play. I mean, they looked, yeah, they, they did pretty that. well, didn't they? Midweek with with the players they had out. They did. Yeah, the first half was a bit. You know, the, you know, there's a bit of a trauma in the first half when um, Luton went ahead. But yeah, you know, the youngsters are done absolutely fantastic as They're well. So and you've good. got to be patient. Yeah, you've got to be patient with them. You know, and I think. Both squads, aren't they? Liverpool and Chelsea are both decimated by injuries. But hopefully, you know, the way they're talking about it, maybe Nunes and Salah could be could be ready or they could be on the bench, maybe. I don't know, you know. But I mean, all I'm looking forward to is a, is a great game. I don't want to go with, you know, the last Carabao and last FA Cup final went to penalties. And, yeah. you know, even though we won them, it's, you know, it's not great winning on penalties. It's not good for the heart, is it? No, it's right. It's true. The Chelsea Liverpool games have not been stunners mm-hmm. recently when it's come down to it. But uh, well, certainly no, but I think in with, cup competitions, anyway. Yeah. Well, I think with the injuries as well for both squads, you know, maybe if there are a few youngsters playing, there might be a different, you know, a more of a swashbuckling game. We want to see goals. Though. An early goal would change everything, wouldn't it? Because mm. you know that would uh, really light it up. But you know the. You know the, the the other two affairs. You know they were de- they were at decent nil nils. They were decent games. I mm. enjoyed them, but mm-hmm. you know you want goals, don't you? You want you, you know you want four threes, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And finally, there is there is a possibility. We were talking to Andy Brassley, European expert. Everything's geared up for it to be a Liverpool Leverkusen Europa yeah. League final. I mean, I take yeah. it you would favour. Is that is that the man you want to come in at the end of the season? Would it be Xavi Alonso? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think everyone's got a soft spot for Alonso. He was a club legend, you know, and and he also conducts himself brilliantly in the in in the media, doesn't he? You know, mm. and uh, yeah, I've been looking at that, you know, as uh, you know, as one of the um, possible finals. You know, I mean, not to, not getting too arrogant about it, Liverpool, you know, but Liverpool look as if you know they've got a, a great chance of getting there. You know, yeah. I just wouldn't like to see a Liverpool Rangers in Dublin. I don't think that'd be. No, no, that that, <laughs> that wouldn't be, a... be conducive oh, to public relations. Yeah, have to be an early kickoff. Absolutely. Um, that's yeah. a nice. That's a nice trip though to Prague next, isn't it? For uh, those who'd like to yeah. travel away, lovely p- pound a pint, as they say. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great city. And yeah. I went there a few years, been there twice with Liverpool, you know. Mm. So it is a great city, and you know, it's uh, you know. It, these European away games are fantastic, aren't they? You know, yeah. I mean, that's what you that's what you uh, you dream of, you know. And uh, yeah, hopefully, we go into that. Um, you know, and you know, obviously, people people say uh, the Europa League, you know, these look down a little bit, don't they? But you got you know, get the chance to. I, I was fed up of going to Real Madrid, if you believe it. Oh, you know, every time you get the same team yeah. in the champion, and I, I know that people might say, "What's he on about?" But if you you know, if you've been to Madrid, you know, nearly every year, you yeah. know, it gets, you know, I think the smaller uh, venues, you know, for a uh, Europa League, I think the, the the fans who go to matches actually quite prefer them rather than, it's a bit stale, I think, the Champions League at the moment, you know. Yeah, you do end up with true drawing the same teams a lot of the time, but yeah, that Europa League is a place in the Champions League, isn't there, for yeah. the winners, so, yeah. I'm not just saying that because we're, we're not in the Champions League. Obviously, mm. you know, you'd love to be in the Champions League, but it's just that we always seem to be getting drawn with the same fixtures, you know. And yeah. I think City and, and Chelsea fans will tell you that as well, and Arsenal mm. fans, you know. But well, I think it's uh, it's one of the, you know, 
And maybe Tottenham in the future, you never know, do you? Yeah, no. See, no, no, no. We had to, you know, I'd love to be getting bored with the, pre- the Champions League. We had a little <laughs> period, but anyway. Uh, Peter, enjoy the final. Uh, best of luck with the new song. All the best. Good to talk to you. Bye, Peter. All the best. Oh, okay, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, Peter Hooten there, lead singer of The Farm, their new single, uh, Let the Music Take Control, is available on all the streaming platforms now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Stan Collymore with us uh, shortly and we'll be looking at all the games in the Premier League this weekend and then the Falls panel coming up straight after that. Uh, well, I think we have our panel beater. Thanks for everybody who got in touch. Uh, we were asking you off the back of John Savident, the uh, actor from Coronation Street who played the butcher, Fred Elliott, who uh, thought he recognised someone in an off-licence in, uh, in the West End of London and was fairly certain it was someone he worked with in theatre and said, uh, lovely to see you again, dear. Uh, are you doing Panto this year? Which the lady replied, no, I'm not. It stormed out the uh, off-licence. It was Princess Margaret. Sometimes in life, you think you spot somebody, you're fairly certain where you know them from, but you get it ever so slightly wrong. We've had a few of those coming in, haven't we? A classic case of the classics. Even in being in an off-licence too makes it even yeah, more fun. it's great. Um, hiya to Les, the Bristol City fan. He said, a few years ago, I was in a well-known burger restaurant in Chiswick High Road. I saw a man in the corner. I recognised, I thought, who is that man? I muttered to my wife. I thought the bloke from somewhere, I know who he is, can't think who he is. Then the man in front of me turned round and said, I think you'll find that's David Tennant. But then the man who turned round and told me who it was happened to be Colin Firth. Oh, not so bad. <laughs> that's very, Excuse me. very showbiz. I thought he was going to say Andy Jacobs for a minute. As it was, it's, it's quite stellar street round there, so I can completely believe... Uh, Colin first part passing the information on um, a little bit of West Ham news we'll be, before we bring you our bet builder um, David Moyes has just said this in his press conference ahead of the weekend's games he said I've had really good conversations with the owners with David Sullivan and Karen Brady there's a contract there for me and I'm the one deciding uh, I want to wait until the end of the season so he is saying at the moment 
there is a contract there, a contract has been offered, and he's the one who's making the decision on whether he signs it or not. I can't so. imagine how West Ham fans will feel reading that news because at the minute, I don't know if it's just the way we, we line up the calls and we put out the debates, but it feels like there's a little bit more pressure on David Moyes. But, mm. you know, he's got... He's done well for them. They won a trophy last year. He brought yeah. great happiness to West Ham. Maybe he is. And his well, he did come out punching last week, basically sort of saying, you know, I don't think I've done a bad job. You've never had it so good. I mean, I, I don't know how well that played with some of the fans. But um, so there we are. There is a contract because there's been a lot of talk about the owners uh, dilly-dallying and, and the fact that they've got this kind of vacuum there. No one really knows what's going on. But there's the manager spelling out. Contract's there and he's going to make a decision on whether he wants to sign it or not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to uh, look at a week of sport on TV in the company of squad number nine. Uh, Martin Kellner, the King of Overnights. Good afternoon, Martin. Hi, Martin. Good afternoon to you. Hi, hi, Sharon. Hi, Paul. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with a documentary mm. on uh, on Sky Documentaries, which uh, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's been on before because I think I, I think I saw it before. Uh, Bruno v Tyson, uh-huh. which is a fantastic story. It's one of the best sports documentaries I've seen. It's really, really good. Uh, and basically, it's sort of elegaic. I mean, if you, if you were around at the time, it's brilliant nostalgia, you know, if you actually lived through it. And if you didn't, uh, you know, for, for the young folk who may be listening, um, it's a great story. And it tells you more about boxing than virtually any, uh, you know, any documentary I've seen on TV. Wow. Really, really, really good. Um, because you, you sort of, and I always think to myself, you know, why do we always wait until people die before we do these? It's so uh, true. Doc- yeah, mm. it is, isn't it? You wait, and then you know people are showered with praise, and you suddenly remember what a big deal they were. And this does tell you what a big deal Frank Bruno was in uh, in the nineteen eighties. By nineteen eighty eight, he was um, he was bidding to become the first British heavyweight champion this century or that century it was the uh, 20th century obviously and you forget how much we we sort of wanted a heavyweight champion yeah. uh, in britain and how bruno looked like he could be the guy but then of course over the uh, other side of the atlantic you had mike tyson uh, variously you know a monster the baddest uh, boxer ever um uh, by the age of 20 he he was the youngest ever uh, heavyweight champ and uh, he was he was what bugged Frank Bruno really for the rest of his career and yeah. what really in many ways um, ended it uh, and it, it runs through but if you were around in the 80s uh, and uh, you remember people like Des Lynham and Harry Carpenter um, and Wogan, all these people, they all interviewed, not only Bruno but Tyson as well, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. that Tyson came over and uh, uh, Terry Wogan interviewed him and he said to so a fantastic understated question you're a bit of a rough diamond aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. could say that about Mike Tyson. Is it is it both fights, Martin? Does it cover both fights? It covers both first? fights, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you've got the money shot at the end mm-hmm. where in uh, 2021, I think it was, um, so it comes up 24 years later, you've got um, Bruno going over to Miami to uh, Mike Tyson's uh, house there mm-hmm. and the two of them meet up and they sit on the sofa and have a chat, and it's two sort of elderly boxers, or elderly ex-boxers, 
sort of picking over their life, you know, between the two of them. And it's a fantastic scene. And it ends with um, Johnny Cash singing. I mean, Johnny Cash not actually there. That's just the tune. Mm. But it ends with Johnny Cash uh, and If We Never Meet Again. I don't know whether you're familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic tune. Yeah. It's, you're right, it was, it was like Frank sort of transcended boxing. He was a sort of yeah, a media totally. personality. He was a huge star. He was sort of much loved by the country. And it got to the stage where you didn't want to see him get beaten up. You know, you worried about him going in there with Tyson. But he landed some great shots in the first, you know... The first one he did. Yeah, yeah Frank... Um, sorry, uh, Harry Carpenter saying... Go on, Frank. Go on, Frank. A great professional just lost it for a minute because he he loved him so much. Just imagine the stories both of them having as a senior age sitting together waiting to film this this scene for this documentary and the the things that they might have mulled over from back in the day. Sounds really good. Yeah, it was on a couple of years ago. So I I think it was, and I think I talked about it at the time. Mm. But, I mean, the point is... It's come back. It was on this week on Sky Documentaries, so it's there. Okay. And it, if you know, if you missed it last time round, definitely, definitely yeah. watch. My husband it. will and like he, this. Yeah. I'll get brownie and you, points you'll for this. You'll love it. Yeah. He'll now, one I want to watch it. tonight. You mentioned it last week. This is the Ryland documentary, Ryland Homophobia yeah. Football Me, which you said is very good, Martin. Yeah, it's it's excellent. <laughs> I mean, he's a very engaging personality, Ryland. Mm. I, you know. I'm a big fan of um, Strictly Come Dancing, despite, you know, many, many years of unbridled heterosexuality. I do like, uh, I do like Str- Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, and he's really good. He does the sort of um, the Strictly Come Dancing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he does that. He does the spin-off show. And he's excellent. He's also a West Ham fan, which is obviously good. It helps you. Um, yeah, that helps. Um, but I didn't realise that... I mean, I suppose, in a way, it's because of online and everything. I mean, he's saying that incidents of uh, uh, of homophobic abuse linked to football have increased by nearly five times over the last couple of years. Mm. And I, I think that must be uh, almost exclusively online. You know, keyboard yeah. warriors will sit there and, of course, they can, uh, they can put the, what they want online. Um, but he's he's sort of fighting this with uh, very and you you see uh, there's a, a bit of um, a bit of sort of archive of uh, of Justin Fashion You uh, and uh, the and he raises the question again uh, apart from Thomas Hitzelberger of course um, nobody and we're able to see a goal that he scored for West Ham um, nobody there's been no out footballer. Mm. which is still remarkable. And he talks about the fact that uh, when there is a story about the possibility that a footballer may come out, you always get that dodgy silhouette. He's fed up with the dodgy silhouette that you get. It's like he's a criminal. Yeah, that's Precisely. very true. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. The newspapers yeah. always do that. P- player, you know, they, you're right. They always just put that in there. It's awful. I yeah. watched the Ryland stuff and actually thought, you know, fair play to him because he's somebody yeah. who loves his football. He relates to so many people. He's a good laugh. He's a good person, and and he was speaking about his experience. And then you read the abuse that he's got online for even doing this documentary. And I think what is wrong with people? And a lot of it might be bots. A lot of it might be trolls. Um, but it just shouldn't represent what you want to be if you want to play football and you want to be gay you're welcome to be whatever it is you want to be is it you feel for people like that absolutely and I, I mean, you just wonder if there is going to be ever because this argument's been going on uh, probably before you were born shaban but yeah. it, you know will there ever be an out footballer and given you know the dodgy silhouette you get and the homophobic abuse that you get by 
trolls and bots, I think, largely uh, on the uh, on the internet. You wonder if if it's not, worth it. May not Although feel like we a welcome environment, you know. No, absolutely not. And, and he says it's as much uh, over over the years. Not just him, but Rio Ferdinand is yeah. on the program with him as well, mm-hmm. uh, saying that it's as much in the dressing room, to be honest, as it is on the terrace, or it yeah. has been over the years. It's been as much in the dressing room as it has been on the terraces and uh, and online as it yeah. is now. Yeah. I mean, we spoke. Robbie Rogers' book came out. Came out after he'd left English football. He said he never would have come out. In, 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 the, no. the stuff he heard when he was in. The dressing rooms in this country never would have dreamed of coming out while he was here. I mean, that is, what, 11, 12, 11 years ago. So yeah. you'd like to think the climate has changed, but who knows? Still no one has been prepared to really do that. And again, it's not no. our business. We don't have to know everybody's sexuality sure. if they want to play football. That I, I completely no. understand that too. But I just cannot believe that there's not a gay footballer no. in, no. in you know, this country in this league. You know, possible. Well, really. you see, it's happened in, in, in rugby league, in rugby union as well, you know, mm. a gay ref in, uh, in rugby union and all that and you know the world hasn't stopped turning you know it's still uh, uh, and why not football so it is odd that football is that one culture where you know it doesn't exist whereas you know anywhere else and obviously women's football uh, it does women's football is not a problem that's probably because women Maybe more sensible than men. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, that's maybe how, you're right. I think possible. <laughs> Thumbs up possible there, Nailed it, Martin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, that's on Discovery Plus, isn't it? On, um, so people can yeah, go and check that out there. Yeah. Martin, you're back overnight. Indeed, I am. Yes, yes. Um, and a bit of cricket as well, of course, yeah, haven't yeah, you? So uh, that's right. Well, it was great this morning. Fantastic. I, yeah. You know, I thought when I woke up, I thought, "Oh, blimey, here we go again." Same here. Um, yeah. And then uh, Joe Root, fantastic. Yeah, great news. So extra time with Martin Kellner from one a.m. to just to four a.m. because obviously the cricket then takes over. Yeah. Uh, so cheers, Martin. We'll catch up with you next week. Bye, Martin. Cheers. Take care. Bye. There we are. There's Martin Kellner there with a week of sport on TV. Couple of. Documentary, Sky documentaries for Bruno Tyson, as we said, Discovery uh, plus TNT for um, Ryland, Homophobia Football and me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded uh, this afternoon. I'll be back on Monday. We'll have Danny Kelly join us. Perry Groves, I believe, will be alongside me. You'll be back at 5am uh, on Monday morning, Shabam. Bright and early from 5 to get you into the working week and then I will see you. I won't see you. I'll be you on Wednesday. That's right. I've always wanted to be you. Fantastic. And you will be in with I think you're in with Perry Bear. Groves. Oh, you're in with Perry. Brilliant. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Shabam back on Wednesday but you catch her 5am on Monday. Uh, so thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. The Men's Room, a TalkSport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store, or via the app.